0: Yeah, we gathered here in the 919 Will we take our time, sit back, relax As they spit their facts Trust me, you be coming back Got my man Max Weezy Keeping everything on track For sports the pop culture, no matter where you at iPhone to Android, you can play it back relevant on the twos can bring a smile to your day if you the blue true we in the 919 what you going to do let's rock me at barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop number nine at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop number nine at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop let's rock
1: we at the barber shop stay tuned. For- yo 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 it's your man max wheezy and live from the 919 You know it's fine. Welcome inside the Barbershop Podcast. I have a special treat for you. We're going to call this one a bonus episode, so to speak. We got a love story, y'all. And it's not just any love story. It's my boy Caleb's love story. Shout out to the QC Brothers. Uh, and Caleb, uh, this is uh, his story. Shout out to Caleb and Izzy. Uh, originally, this story was actually supposed to be part of an, another episode that's going to come up that I'm really excited to put out. Um, that that episode's coming, but this this part was a part of another episode. But I actually decided to cut it out because I want you guys to really hear. Um, And we kind of it's not only just a story. So don't guys don't, you know, tune out. I think you're listening to just a story. There's actually more than that. We kind of talk a little bit more, you know, um, surrounding the story in order to to really uh, bring out some really good points, some captivating points for the audience. So keep it locked. And oh, yeah, there's a surprise twist, so i'm i I'm gonna shut up, <laughs> and I'm gonna just uh go ahead and play the clip and uh everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Barbershop.
0: at
2: yeah, so um, I'm actually in a like very serious relationship right now. the last time I was on this podcast, I wasn't even talking to anybody, so uh it's I'm on, I'm in a relationship. I've been in it for five going on six months. I'd like to say, I'd like to think I met the girl of my dreams. Uh, um That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I have. I'm not even going front. I know I have. You know, uh she's wonderful and uh we we kind of got things going. The way it started was pretty crazy. Um, she had like a crush on me and I didn't know for a while and then it ended up coming out we just came together and just said well either we gonna do this or we not we decided to do it and here we are uh, over five months later
1: that's awesome man shout out to that shout out to true love man for real it's it's a beautiful thing to see Um, and this was I wouldn't even plan on asking you this because I I actually didn't even know the story of how y'all got together but I just want to going to a tangent real quick like was it something where was it something where you like you said, you said she had a crush on you did you like did you like her at all or did you even like like no or you had any feeling like any feelings towards her or was it just like like y'all was just on a friendly level in your mind
2: see it's funny because i had always thought she was attractive and i always thought she was a great girl i had met her at a at a party a couple of years ago And she still barely believes me when I tell her this story. But like the first time I saw her, I asked one of my homeboys like, yo, who the heck is that? How do I get to know her? But um, she was like 16 at the time and I was 19 at the time. When they told me she was 16, I was like, peace, I'm out of here. But (laughs) then we ended up like uh, meeting up like a month or two later And we were just cool. And like literally since then, like we just, we had just been cool. Like for the next four years, we were just chilling. And, um, you know, I'd always thought she was attractive and cool, but you know, it was always platonic. I never flirted with her and she'd flirted with me, but I just didn't notice as us men, you know how we are. So, um, she ended up inviting me out like a lot more, and she would text me a lot and would call me sometimes, and I didn't think anything of it. I thought she was just being nice. And then one day, one of her friends slips up and tells one of my friends, yeah, uh, she got a crush on Caleb. I was like, what? Because, you know, he relayed to me the message. Devry relayed to me the message. So <laughs> <laughs> Devery, that's right. Yeah. Devry, the matchmaker. De- That's yeah, right, I'm the
1: matchmaker out here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kat, too. Kat was like, yeah, man, Izzy likes Caleb, and Debra told me, and I was like, yo, Izzy likes me? That's crazy. So I kind of just sat with that information for a while, which still boils uh, Izzy's blood, that I just sat with that information. Because, like, you know, you don't want to move too fast, and you don't want to just jump into it if, when you got some new information. It's like, man, let me just sit with it. So I did, and eventually and- I ended up, huh?
1: I, I, and I just wanted to, I'm sorry, I didn't want to mess your story. I just wanted to jump into, like, I yeah. feel like it's awesome. And this is what I was trying to get at and kind of understand, like, because you got to make sure you, if you actually, like, like her, or do you like, you don't want to, you never want to, like, start liking somebody because they like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that weird Sometimes you gotta figure figure that out. Sometimes,
2: but Exactly. I, yeah. I completely feel you see that's why I'm glad that we were friends for such a long time before that. Because I had seen all her qualities and she literally was always the same person no matter what she was going through. She was always pleasant and nice and funny and sweet and cute. She was always that every time I saw her. And you know, things weren't always easy in her life by like literally no means, but she still stayed the same person. So once I saw that consistency, it was just it was just something that was in the back of my mind. And then when I found out she liked me, I was like, man, like I did not foresee this. But like she's like she's beautiful and she's a literally great person. And there's li- and there's absolutely nothing from at least me getting to know her better. And we had already been doing that. We had been talking since like January, uh, and we just like gotten to know each other on such a deeper level. I didn't know that she was like low key trying to shoot her shot at me because I'm oblivious. Um, I kind of picked up on it and kind of started to give her a little play, but, um, you know, nothing too serious. And then when it was like flat out, she likes you. I was like, okay. So I sat for like two weeks, kind of like mold over everything. And then I called her and we had like one conversation. I was like, yeah, I like you, but I'm trying to get some things in order in my life. And uh, once I do that, like, you know, I'll be ready to like swoop in and get you. She was like, all right, cool, understood. But she called me back like an hour later. It was like, yo, like, I'm gonna keep it hot with you. Like, I, I completely believe what you're saying, but like, I kind of just like, I don't want to be in a situation where it's like, I'm waiting for something and then it never happens. You know, I was like, shoot, like she's trying to make this thing go. And I don't know what it was that that what she said awakened in me. But I was like, you know what? We'll figure this thing out together. So we sat, we talked, we talked about our goals, our spiritual goals, our work goals, everything. And and all our goals lined up. So I said, "Okay, since our goals lined up, how much of this are you trying to do single and how much are you trying to do um, as a couple? She was like, man, I'm just trying to get this thing done, whether as a single or as a couple. And I was like, so you think you're ready to be in a relationship? She was like, yeah. I was like, bet. Because I had always told myself once I hit some certain goals in my life, then I'd be ready to date. And I already hit those goals like a while ago. So um, after that, well, during that conversation, we ironed literally everything out. We were like, yo, like, you'd have to ask my dad if you could date me. I was like, cool. So we ironed out when we were going to do that. And. Where we're gonna go official and everything, and then in a two week span, we uh she told her mom and her dad, and I talked to her dad, and he gave me his blessing. And then, man, it was all good from that. March 26th, we uh have been dating for five going on six months now, and mm-hmm. that's where we at. So, I'm I'm saying. Saying. oh, go ahead, go ahead honestly, I already know I found the girl of my dreams. As soon as she called me back that night, I was like, yeah, I'm going to marry this chick. All right, y'all. So
1: you just heard Caleb's part of the love story. And I told you there's going to be a surprise twist. So I'm not going to disappoint. What Caleb doesn't know is we actually recorded Izzy's side of the uh, story. And uh, so she's coming up next. And she's also throwing some gems for uh, all you guys out there still looking for love, but uh, maybe you're on the fence about something. Maybe you are not sure if you should take a chance. Well, listen to this. Here's Izzy's side and some extra awesome uh, advice as well. So here we go.
0: Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock right, me at the barbershop. Stay tuned.
1: I want everybody to welcome our guest that um, Caleb did not know was going to be a part of this. It is none other than his girl, Izzy. Izzy, say what's up to the people.
3: What's up, everybody?
1: <laughs> welcome inside the barbershop, and thank you so much for mm-hmm. coming on and agreeing to do this. I think this will be really cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's cuffing season. People are really, like... There's <laughs> a lot of people, like, you know, getting engaged and married around this time. Yes,
3: people so trying, trying to get really,
1: cuffed like, up. Right. And people are in the mood to celebrate love. So I think I thought I, I think this, this is uh, going to be really cool. But um, but yeah, so we're going to have Izzy here uh, tell her side of how um, I guess how. Yeah. How you and Caleb got together. I think he's I think he mentioned like like shortly how you guys met so you don't have to like go back that far but like yeah how you guys like ended up together and then we're gonna like it'll just be a good sh- a good chance for everybody to <laughs> compare the stories
3: hear my uh, side
1: <laughs> yeah and also yeah hear your side like set the record set on some things in case in case Caleb missed missed anything so uh <laughs> i'm gonna give you the floor
3: all right okay let's see um, so you guys already know how we met. Um, so backtrack to maybe towards when I really started liking him. Um, it's funny because I, Caleb is right. I still don't believe that he actually thought that I was like cute the night that we met. Like he always says that he's like, oh, I asked Mason about you, but he said you were 16. I'm like, OK, OK, thanks, babe. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. But,
1: Wait, let me, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this real quick. Was it like a, because I think he said, he, he said it was like a graduation party or something, right? Or was it like a house party?
3: It was a house party. So, um, okay. our friend so Dominique had an all-black party.
1: Right. And it was dark. So, like, sometimes when you meet somebody at the party and it's dark, you low-key don't know, like, if they really got to see you well. So, I, I feel you on that. Like, I feel you on, like, you weren't sure if you knew if
3: how you would exactly. really look exactly you know caleb is always the life of the party so i'm like there's no way that you were paying attention to me all you were dead in the middle of circle like cracking jokes and dancing crazy but hey you know what i love him so i guess you know he thought that i was cute but i like i it's funny because i had started really like really liking him probably last year um more towards a little bit like a little bit after summertime but um I didn't, like, I didn't ever anticipate it ever being, like, mutual at all. Um, And towards, like, the end of last year, I, okay, I'm just going to put this out there, ladies. I did shoot my shot, okay? I went after my man. He did not come after me the way I went after him. I had to fight for this one because when he says he's oblivious, he is so oblivious to the fact that I liked him for as long as I did. Because I was I would text him random times. I'd be like, hey, how are you? Miss you, fam. How's everything? And he'd be like, oh, good, fam. Everything is good. Or he would just leave me on read. I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> dang. But the thing is, like, I, I felt like if I kept trying enough, maybe one day he would notice. And he did start to notice. I will give him that towards the end of last year, because we did start having like, deeper conversations and actually tried to really get to know each other because we had been friends at this point I'm 20 now so we had we've known each other for four years and so we've known enough about each other but we wanted it to not be superficial so we were trying to actually get to know each other um and we would text we would have conversations I learned a lot about him he learned a lot about me but I was trying to use that as like an opportunity to like get him to like see like Hello. (laughs) I kind of like you, you know. Um, And it didn't take until, in my opinion, um, around January, we would actually talk way more. And then we ended up going, I had planned a snowboarding trip and um, he came. And that whole, like that whole beginning of the day, we like spent it like together and we were just like talking and stuff. And on the ski lift, we were having like this conversation and... He had, like, complimented me, and he just, like, had told me that, like, when... Because I always, like, I said something along the lines of, like, I don't I don't think of myself as somebody that, like, when you walk into a room, like, that's the first person that, like, you you see like that. And I didn't feel bad saying that, because at that point, we had really been open with each other, communicating and stuff. And he had told me, like, oh, um... When, when he walks into a room, like, he gravitates towards someone like me or, like, I draw his attention. And, like, that to me was enough. Like, the rest of the day, I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe he likes me. Maybe he wants to be with me. And on the way home, we drove separate. Like, we drove separately. I drove with my girlfriends um, back to Charlotte. And in the car, the girls were like, if you had, like, one choice, like, who would you choose? Like, what, like who would you choose? choose to be your man, and I was like, I, I choose Caleb, and like, they all flipped out, they were like, oh my god, that's so crazy, because up until that point, I hadn't really vocalized to a lot of people that I had liked Caleb, just because it, it was kind of like a foreign idea for a while that he'd actually want to be with me, um, but at that point, that's all I needed, so we would like, make plans, i try to hit him up, um, i talk to him, i try to be like, really nice to him, and I think it started to kind of work, um, but I had to shoot my shot heavy, bro, like, I was flirting and stuff and I felt so, like, I felt so outside of myself because I had never gone after a dude, but, like, some, Caleb was worth it, in my opinion, because I had never known somebody to be as amazing as Caleb was as a person, as a brother. You know, his mentality and the way that he dealt with the people around him, not even the people that he was super close to, but just sometimes people that he just meet. There's a level of respect that he gives to people that you can't really, you can't really take it. Um, what, is, was, what is
1: your... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. sorry.
3: No, no. I'll just go
1: ahead. And ask I, your question. I, I was, I was gonna say, what is your your st- style of flirting? Because I, I, see a lot of girls say, um, say they don't know how to flirt. So like, what was your, like, how did you go about that?
3: Um, if one you of you my biggest, things, yeah, I, it's <laughs> it's so. It's sometimes it's <laughs> embarrassing for me to say, like, bro, I really have to go after this man. But honestly, it's worth it because I found the love of my life. So I'm not even mad. But um, basically. The way that I would do it is I would crack like I'm a really competitive person. Like I'm always like, I'm gonna win. And one thing that me and Caleb would talk about is like, Oh, well, we have to play pool together. And so I would like flirtly like flirt while being like competitive and be like, Oh, I got you or like, oh, I would just compliment him on certain things. I'd be like, You're so good at that or like, oh, like, <laughs> I mean, like i'd be like oh man but you're like such a great person and like this this and this and i would always just compliment him but then always try to make him feel good about himself like self-esteem wise too not even just because it's like oh i just want you to like me but because i genuinely wanted him to know like his self-worth and so i would always put in the effort to make sure that i would try to like compliment him on something or acknowledge the fact that something that he was trying like he did good at um but then we were in person um I would try to like, I try to look like really nice <laughs> whenever I see him, but then I try to like, I don't know, say like slick little things here and there um, to him that would just like make him like laugh or like just kind of make him be like, oh, like is she trying to flirt with me? Like, I don't know. Like it just like, I would be, but most of it I think was like a competitive kind of thing. Like I would always like come at him about it or try, try to like, be like oh i'm better at you than this and da like little thing, like stupid little stuff like that but i mean it's, it worked so I was, like, I was like i mean i can't be too mad <laughs> um but yeah like that's it's hard but it is it was kind of hard to flirt though because of the fact that like i didn't want to be too obvious but thankfully caleb like had like literally when he says he was oblivious he had like no idea until like freaking months into it that i actually was really feeling him um and so it's probably
1: a good thing, look, because you made it, it's probably a good thing, though, because you probably made it feel natural. And then that's what yeah. kind of what it sounds like. It flowed well. Everything everything was natural.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't have to, like, I didn't never have to feel like I had to change myself for Caleb. So it made it 10 times easier. And Caleb never changed himself for me. Like, the goofy, funny Caleb, the spiritual Caleb, like, that's the Caleb that I'm still with till this day. And that's the Caleb that I met. And I try to think, I try to think that, like, when I think about myself, I feel. I like to think that the person that he met is the person that he's with, like, today. And I think that's what really helped, because even when I was flirting, even when I would joke around with him, like, that's all the stuff that he had seen from me since day one. So I think that, like, that's what really helped him to see, like, this is the person that, like, you've known for three, four years. And, And so I think that he actually genuinely started, like, reciprocating as well. And I would say, yeah, January was around the time that he really started reciprocating. We really started spending way more time together, um, and it kind of just, like, it sparked from there. And um, he did find out that I liked him. And it's so fun because Devry really told me that he never told Caleb. Devry for like a month, tried to claim that he never told Caleb that, <laughs> that, that, that I like him. And I was so mad at first when I found out. Because Caleb... Let me, Max, let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> let me tell you something, okay? This man, Caleb found out the week before Super Bowl that I liked him. We were at the same Super Bowl party for a mad long and this man didn't show me no attention like that at all. I'm like, bro, you knew that I liked you. He was acting like everything was normal. I'm like, I'm out here like, bro, what the freak? Like, I'm waiting for you to, like, give me a, a, a hug that was, like, two seconds too long or, like, ask me, like, about life or just be like, hey, bro, do you like me? Like, no, none of that. Like, he didn't give me none of that. So I'm over here like, oh my gosh, like maybe he doesn't like me back or he probably doesn't like me back. But what I think, what he was doing, and we've talked about this too, what he was doing is he didn't want me to feel uncomfortable because it is kind of hard when you don't have the intention for somebody to find something out until like you feel like you're ready. But the thing is I kind of needed that to happen because I didn't have like the guts to say it myself. Um, And so it actually worked out in our benefit. That's, but I think you
1: know, I think Caleb said that Kat, that cat told him so, like
3: yeah. So yeah. So I think it was like cat told Devry, Devry told Caleb. We're like got yeah, One of them told Caleb, one of them too. But I always be telling Cat, I'm like, yo, Cat, like <laughs> I was mad at you for like a month because of it, but like now I'm happy. So you know, <laughs> I so can't shout out to,
1: you. Right. Shout out to Cat. Shout out to Devry for sure. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to
3: Cat. Shout out to Devry. I <laughs> played a pivotal part in our love story. And shout out to. Um, Shout out to Martin at The Philosophy. He actually played a big part in this, too, because he, like, he was part of the people, like, that told Caleb, like, bro, like, you need to, like, you see this in front of you, like, don't, you know. Don't,
1: don't mess it up. up, yeah.
3: Yeah, and so shout out to Martin because I'll shoot Martin out. Shout out Martin out Then he's going to be mad at me, so <laughs> I need <to> make sure <laughs> I give him that little shout out real quick. Um, um, but, yeah, yeah, and then um, it was the month of february to at that point the month of february we we knew the feelings were there um it just wasn't really vocalized until um march i think it was like the beginning of march and like one night he called me and uh, and yeah and it was so funny because when he called me it was like 12 o'clock and i was asleep and so the next, he, uh, he left this part out. Then okay, so he calls me at like midnight on a Sunday night. And I didn't pick up the phone because I was enjoying my sleep. So then he, and then he texts me. He's like, I called you. Like, don't like don't worry, I called you. But just like call me when you wake up. But then I ended up waking up late for work. So I had to go right to work. I got off of work. I get home and I'm like, all right, Beth, like I'm gonna call him right now. I call him and I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey. and I'm like how's life? And he's like, uh, it's good. And I'm like, all right, so, uh, what's up? (laughs) He's he's not talking. And And he's like, he's like, uh, no cap. Uh, I'm in the middle of getting ready for my meeting and I was like bro he has Monday meetings I'm so dead <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna call you right after I get at my meeting so then I had to wait like bro I had to wait like two hours you know my anxiety was crazy and so then he ended up calling me after his meeting and telling me that um he had feelings for me and I told like he told me that he had feelings for me and I told him that I had obviously had feelings back Um, but he said something about like how he has some things that he was in, like in the works that he was trying to figure out. And that like, he was like, you know, you're my end game, but I just need some time. Like if you can give me to like June to like figure some things out. And yo, I was so butthurt. Like I literally was so sad. And I was just like, I was like, okay, yeah. Like that works. And he's like, but you're my end game. Like, honestly, like I'm not, I'm not looking at anybody else, but you. And I'm like, okay. So what happened to people like see us together? Like, what are we supposed to say? And he's like, oh say that we're interested in each other and in my head I'm like I can't like that is so beat like I am not gonna be this person that's like oh we're just talking or like oh we're just friends that like each other like, no freak that I've been going at this man for months like at this point it's all or nothing but like we um so we hung up the phone we were like okay we're gonna do that and like I ended up having a whole like sentimental conversation with my mom and I'm like mom he told me I'm his endgame but he wants me to wait and she's like, he wants you to wait. And I'm like, yeah, he said he has stuff in the works. She's like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, I don't know what that means. It just means we're not going to be together right now. And she's like, well, um, why don't you just call him back? And I was like, uh, I can't call him back. And she's like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. That'd be weird. And my mom <laughs> told me this, and I got to give credit to my mom. She said, if you don't call him back now, you're never going to know. And she's like, if you want to be the girl that's waiting for somebody else, because you didn't put in you didn't you weren't honest with them and you didn't put yourself out there, then that's fine. But you would never know if like putting yourself out there is gonna be the reason why you're with this person. So I was like, God dang it, she's right. So I ended up calling him back and I was so scared. Like when I tell you, Max, my heart was beating so, so, so fast. Like I was so scared. And he <laughs> picked up the phone. And I basically in in short, what I told him is I said, you know, at this point, like You said that I'm your end game and you obviously know how I feel about you. And the way that I feel about you, I'm not, I don't feel that about anybody else. I don't ever intend to feel that about anybody else. And I'm gonna support you 100% in everything that you do from this point forward. So is it crazy to think that while I'm supporting you, we could be doing these things and growing together? Because I'm not going anywhere. So I don't want it to be a situation where it's like, I'm waiting because you feel like I'm not gonna support you even if it means that it's going to be an added thing to our relationship. Like I'm in this a hundred percent. So why not me be in this a hundred percent and you be in this hundred percent while we're together growing in our relationship and being together. And he was just kind of like, okay, like, all right. All right pause,
1: was- pause for a second. Pause for a second because I want to point, I want to like point this out for my listeners because that's a key moment. That was something that, you know, Kayla mentioned also about that moment. And you and you've told it as well because that's the it's a key moment I want people to really understand okay. that it's important to first I mean I mean there's so many good things about that first of all you like you said um you know shout out to your mom and sometimes like we need to hear from like, this from more mature people but you know mm-hmm. being honest and being a friend about you know what you want um, and then also something that like you know uh, and, and Caleb talked about this too but mm-hmm. um, you know so a lot of times it's this is happens often more on the guy side but sometimes we um, have things that and they could be legitimate things like it could be work related it could be mm-hmm. you know like actual like goals that you're trying to reach and you just like hold on like let me I need to just like have more time to put this in place and then boom mm-hmm. here we go but a, but sometimes the things that you are waiting for or expect never ha- never happen. So you have to, you know, make make take the risk or or make exactly. that move like now instead of waiting because you know I mean that I mean that's a that's a huge huge key point. I just and I just wanted to like let that breathe for a second and let my listeners like hear that because I feel like a lot of people, um, I think that's a that's a really a key point. I, I really that's what I really appreciate about y'all's story is that like that part right there. It's like okay, mm. like again, like it could have been like legitimate things he was just like hold on wait. like you know like let's just like know that we like each other but let's wait because I want to do this but you had the um, had the bravery and the and the and um, the willingness to be honest and then it, it it changed everything for you but I'll let you talk more about that part but I just wanted to to point that out
3: <laughs> yeah no thank you and that's and that's the thing like that's one really big thing is like that's helped me to grow so much as a person is when you fall in love with somebody, you fall in love with them for everything that comes with them, you know? We don't have the capacity nowadays to love perfectly, but what we can do is try and do the best that we can. And the fact that like, I only get one choice to choose the person that I want to be my head for the rest of my life. And despite being imperfect, despite all the issues that we face, I never not once have doubted that even because Caleb can't love me perfectly right now and I can't love him perfectly right now, that when the time comes, He's gonna love me exactly the way that I need to be loved. And that's exactly why I told him that because he needed to know like, you may not have it all together right now because nobody does. In this system, nobody's gonna have it together. So I'm willing to take you and everything that you may not have together right now because to me, I'm not gonna look back regretting it because you're worth it enough to me to be with you right here by your right side and be fighting through every struggle, every obstacle, everything that's going through with you, because I look at you and I know that you're worth it. And now you're good enough for me to go through that. And, and, and it's crazy because like now here we are months later and everything that Caleb has gone through has never ever made me feel like, oh, I can't do this. Because the thing is, when, you, when you're in it with somebody 110%, the minuscule issues that may seem big at the time are never too much to overcome. And I and I knew it from the moment that I met Caleb, I knew it from the moment that I started feeling for him that I, I never was gonna regret it. And I can tell you 100% without doubt, I would have had complete regret if I never would have called him back that night because our relationship wouldn't be the same. And I can't guarantee you that like, we would have been happier waiting than we are right now that we didn't wait. And that's like the biggest thing for me. That's the one thing that like I thank Jehovah for is the fact that like, I was willing to, despite the fear, put myself out there because not only did I find the love of my life, but like, I realized that the love of my life is the person that I'm gonna choose as my, that I've chosen as my head and that I'm gonna be with for the rest of eternity. And it's like, to be able to find somebody like that, it's it's incredible. And he said it himself too, like in the one important thing is, yeah, you know what? It's like, yeah, it seems like butterflies and rainbows, but he, we had to have a serious conversation that night. And we had to say, he said it straight up. He said, what is your goals? because if your goals and my goals don't match up, it's not gonna work because you can't fit yourself to somebody else's mold. Because when you try to do that, despite even if it works for a little bit, you end up having resentment in the end. And that's what we were trying to avoid. And so that night we talked, I don't. we didn't get off the phone until like two in the morning. And, and we sat and we talked about all of our goals and the fact that they lined up, the fact that we wanted to do things the right way, it was it was it was like an eye opener it was like i don't i don't need to look anymore for anybody not even that i was looking it's just caleb just happened and i i like he he fell into my life when i was younger i didn't realize it in the moment that he'd be the one that i spend the rest of my life with but it's like our goals matched up we have the same you know the same goals in mind we also have the same drive and it's like i know that if i'm feeling a little bit ten percent less caleb fills in that ten percent for me and vice versa like you find somebody and you know that you're willing to do anything for them because at the end of the day you're not only going to be happier when they're happy but you're never going to have regrets for it and and that was all we needed and we did things the right way like we talked to my parents we talked to our elders um I talked to his parents I met his congregation I met his elders and it was like when everything started to check itself off it let us know that like Jo- that was Jehovah's blessing, but it also reminded us that we need to keep doing things Jehovah's way because that's the only way we're really going to be able to navigate how we're going to be successful in our relationship. And obviously things aren't always easy because we are imperfect people. We do have, you know, real life problems. But at the same time, because of Jehovah's blessing, we're still here today. We're still able to overcome everything. And at the end of any disagreement ends with an I love you and a hug or an embrace because of the fact that it's like, you realize that you have the same mentality and you just want to be happy. And when you know, when you're with somebody who wants that just as much as you do, you'll do anything for them, like anything. And it's like, it. oh my gosh, it's unlike, I can't even explain it sometimes. It's just like a feeling that you just know, like that's just, just it. Like I'm gonna be able to walk into paradise with Caleb, looking, looking up to him to my left and be crying tears of joy because I get to be happy for an eternity with somebody else. Like it's just, bro. It's unlike anything else.
1: That's awesome, man. We're definitely, uh, you know, happy for you and rooting for that. I mean, because that's, I mean, really nothing more needs to be said, but.
3: Yeah, like literally, you know, that's, that's, that's like our whole relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, that's awesome. And I mean, for sure, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely is, is, um, you know, cool, cool to see. And that's definitely a great example of just, you know, when, when there's, I took a lot, there's a lot of different things to, to fall into place and a lot of, um, it, it, obviously, obviously there was, there was a want and willingness, um, between the two of you, you know, to make it work. But I mean, it's, it's, it's great to, to really, um, that, that's, that it worked out and it is work, continuing to work out, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I wanted to ask you too, like, what, like, um, now that we've sort of like heard the story or now that we've, um, uh, we're here now months later, um, what is what's one of the biggest um like adjustments you had to make like just like personally just um i mean because I, I mean obviously we have, mm-hmm. i'm not sure like like your experiences before caleb but mm-hmm. this in this in this moment like what what is something that you've had to change about yourself um, not necessarily change but like just like adjust, if that yeah,
3: adjust yeah um let me think i would have to say I think having that that humility and selflessness um, because even when you're dating somebody, you date them with the view to marriage, right? So you go into the perspective thinking, okay, I'm a sister, so I'm going to be submissive to you. And I think that one thing that it took me a while, not as if I'm, I was like, you know, rebellious or anything, but just coming out of the single mentality, one of my biggest things, and Caleb will testify to this, is I'm always one of those people where I take a lot of my issues on my own and I tell myself, you know what, I'll just deal with it myself and I'll just do, I'll go through it myself. And I I was able to adjust, like that was something I had to work with, especially with my relationship with Jehovah is I need to rely on Jehovah, I need to rely on Jehovah, but then I'm in a relationship now. So it's not just, I'm just going to rely on Jehovah. It's I'm going to rely on the person who's dedicated themselves to Being there for me, and I think that that's one of the biggest adjustments is like actually accepting the fact that somebody else is there to help me out, even when I feel like nobody else is. Like, if I need somebody who is a human person on this earth, I always know that I have Caleb. But sometimes it's kind of hard to see in the moment, and so my biggest adjustment is really just letting myself rely on him completely when it comes to the things that he really wants. Because he, he he wants me to go to him, you know? Obviously, he's a good person. He wants to fix all my problems. And so I just, I'm working continuously too because obviously it, it's it's, I'm not perfect at it, but I really do have tried, like I've really tried heavily to make sure that like, he knows I trust him enough to lean on him, but that I'm not just going to take it and, and burden it all on myself because that's what leads to like stress and anxiety and things like that. And he's proven to me that he's, He's in it 100%. And he's also proven to me that when I do lean on him, that he's out, he's been a huge relief and a huge help. But that also, that that was a huge adjustment for me because the single mentality is what drove me to feel like I had to do everything on my own. But I don't have to do that anymore. So it's like, it's easier for me, but it's hard to get out that mentality sometimes. So that that, I would say, is like the biggest adjustment.
1: And what do you feel like? Because I feel like a lot of people... Um, you know, also just in talking about, and this kind of goes back into again, but you having the the courage to, um, to, to, you know, do more and put it, put in more effort on your, on your part to get, to get with Caleb. But like, why do you think it, even into, in this day and age, when, when communication is so easy, um, it's so accessible, it's not even like that weird anymore, like for somebody to, um, Start an interaction with somebody they're interested. in. Obviously, it's a lot easier when you live in the same town and you have like similar friends. Obviously, that's the case with with you, so that that made it easier. Mm-hmm. But like just for the average average person, um, even I, I kind of it just surprises me. I don't know about you, but it surprises me personally that it that that women still find it tough to uh, make that first move or to or to like put forth the effort. Like, what is it that you think? Is still holding so many, so many girls back from doing that.
3: Um, and what advice think, would you give them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that for a lot of women nowadays, they fear the rejection. Um, but that, I think that that might come and stem from lack of realizing how much we're worth. Um, it, it doesn't take being perfect to know that you have self worth but we also live in a world that makes it seem like the men always have to go for the women and the, and the women have to just sit and wait for somebody to come running at them. But if you keep waiting, you're just going to be waiting for the rest of your life. And it's like, you, you have a choice. Jesus and Jehovah doesn't like Jehovah designated that to us. He said, you get to choose who you're headed. Jesus is ahead of your, of your husband and your husband's ahead of you. Like, like literally it's, it's, it's a pattern, but we don't, we're not breaking the pattern by taking the first move. In fact, we're encouraging the pattern because Jehovah didn't say, okay, husbands, you just choose your wife and they don't have a say. We have a say, like we're, we're, we have a say because Jehovah designated us that privilege to be able to say, you know what, I want this person. And I told myself, I want Caleb. So if I want Caleb, what do I need to do to see if Caleb is actually the one that I want? If you don't put yourself out there, you may superficially like somebody and then, they end up showing you that attention that it comes maybe months, years later. And then you're like, Holy crap. I don't even like you like that. But if you would have just taken the initiative to get to know them, you'd know, but I think it just may be like a fear of rejection. Um, But then also like just getting like too used to the culture that may be around them. They may be in places where like the culture is that the dudes go after the girl. And it's just not like that. And for me, like I, I, I've seen that culture, you know, it's, it's something that's not foreign to me to see men go after women, but, but I also know that I'm my own person. And Jehovah has guided me and blessed me in the efforts that I made to become who I am. And who I am, I guess, is just somebody who was like, I'm going to go for the man that I want. And if I fail, I fail. But it's not going to be because I'm not good enough. It's going to be because Jehovah has allowed me to see that that person is not it. But you can't see if a person's not it unless you put yourself out there, you know, even if it means, Somebody's gonna laugh at you or somebody's gonna be like, dang, like she went after him and he rejected her. Who cares? Who cares? That's what we're doing. That's the whole point of it. You get to know somebody, you know? It's not it's not as deep as people make it sometimes, I think, personally. And for me, it it worked out in my favor. So, I mean, I'm a full I'm a full supporter of it.
1: Right, exactly. And no, I I think all that's amazing. I mean, I definitely um, I I definitely think that it's, it's about it should apply to everybody, but for sure I feel like there's a lot of people out here that are just like, like sad for no reason because it's like okay, I mean it's you can even you can apply this to a lot of aspects of life, not just relationships, but I feel like. Right. it's people that are just like it's half of the reason they're like oh i want to do this, this and this and it's not happening it's like okay right. like, why don't you just try to make it happen exactly. <laughs> or just like you know put forward your <laughs> effort or, or do things that you know will will um allow you to be able to um you know have what what you want whether it is a relationship a job uh, um right. you know opportunities to um you know, do whatever you know whatever whatever goal you're trying to reach I feel like if more people um would would take the first step I think I think a lot of people would be a lot yeah. happier
3: and we have to explore oh. ourselves you know like this is who we are this is the person that we want to become but if we just put ourselves in a box, there's so much that we're missing you know like we this we get this body we get this mind we get you know this personality so it's like sometimes we'll surprise ourselves but if we don't push ourselves out of the comfort zone out of that box we'll never know so that's why I'm always like encouraging people like dude do it you only you only get one chance at this life and if Jehovah's telling you that you're not if Jehovah's not telling you that you can't do something because of you know if it has to do with if it's not going against with anything spiritual and it's obviously something that's gonna help you and help you be happy right it's not hurting you yeah exactly then, then do it you know
1: Exactly. So, yeah, I appreciate. It. Just, thank you so much for for coming on and thank
0: and, you,
1: uh, telling your side of the story, and also just like re- uh, emphasizing the um, so many things. And I hope that um, people listening to this uh, takes some of these things hard. Definitely, everybody. Um, this was just a little um, a little bonus love story episode I wanted to to throw out there to um, to get. Cubby season in motion and uh we hope that uh, everything uh goes well uh with the rest of uh the rest of your life. The rest of your life. everything everything goes well and uh uh yeah, Izzy, of course, you're always welcome uh back in the barbershop. We definitely Oh, for you sure. Back. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I appreciate it again. And uh thanks everybody for for listening and we'll catch you next time right here on the barbershop.
3: Yes, Peace.
0: Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned.